It's Kitty London with Kitty London Productions. This, this, is, this is Diversified Game. A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. So, let the game begin. Hey, it's Kellen, and today my guest, I mean, South Florida royalty in the media, I saw her show and I said, wait, she's interviewing everybody, you know, that is either in South Florida or that is coming to South Florida. I said, I want to talk to Miss Queen Kitty London of Kitty London Productions and welcome to the show. Oh, wow. Wow. I love your introduction. I am doing even better now since I am on your platform. Thank you for having me this morning. Well, thank you. And and thank you for doing what you do because it's not easy to just keep pushing and pushing and doing it independently, um, you know, and just, you know, highlighting the stories that you find people need to know. Can you tell the people how and why did you get started doing, you know, media? Well, first of all, let me just give you a little background. Um, I have an associate in science degree in film and TV, and I've always loved being creative. I've always loved production. I actually never saw myself um, having a talk show or interviewing people. Um, How that came about was I started as a makeup artist, and I would meet some very influential women and I would just be amazed by their lifestyles. You know, you walk into these homes and you you see the Bentley parked outside and you, know, you see these big homes and you're like, wait a minute, am I on cribs or lifestyles of the rich and famous? Right. And then I'm thinking, you know, before I had relationships with them in my mind, while I'm you know doing their smoky eyes, I'm thinking, what do you do for a living? Like, are you hiring? How can I have this lavish lifestyle as well? So it kind of had my will spinning. And again, you know, not aging myself too much. But for most people, if you Google, if you're not in the age bracket where, you know, MTV Cribs or um, Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous, those are shows that let you walk into people's homes and see their beautiful lifestyles. And I'm one of those type of people Kevin, that I always want to know the story. Like, okay, I get you have these nice cars. I get this, but who are you? How did you start? Did you ever fail? Did you ever feel like giving up? What was your comeback story? And that's how the wheel started spinning. So I wanted to develop a show that was almost like Cribs, where I would go into the homes and businesses of people living great lives, hence the People of Power show. And I would interview them. I would love to, you know, want to see their toys, but I also want to hear their story. And that's how it all began. So um, I had a guy who was going to actually start videotaping me. Some things happened. And um, unfortunately, that never took place. And then ironically, I got an invite to be a radio personality on a radio show called 107.1. And I was like the traffic jam person. So after two months there, I was like, you know what? Hmm. Maybe I could bring my show to radio. Let's start talking to some community people, some people who are in power, influential people. We did that for about a couple months. Um, Unfortunately, that radio station um, had some change in management. And I had a guest that 
was upcoming and I called her and I said, hey, um, unfortunately, you know, I'm not on the radio anymore, but if you still want to do the show, um, I could come to your house. And she said, yes, come on. <laughs> and it kind of went from there. And are you, are you still there? Can you hear me? Oh, yeah. I'm, I hear okay, you okay. great. I just yeah, want to make sure. Going. I just want to make sure. Uh -huh. So she was like, yeah, come on. And she had one of those homes where you walk in and you're like, oh, my gosh. And um, she was self-made um, entrepreneur. And it just went from there. So after that, I kind of just started booking people and I would call them and I would say, hey, you know, I want to do a show about you, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, for the most part, most people are, are very um, happy to be highlighted. Right. We all want to have that uh, <laughs> that highlight one day in our lives. And it just went from there. So, you know, you fast forward over 400 interviews now. But the, the thing that I love about people is that we all have a story. And I feel that media sometimes doesn't do the best at telling, when I say real stories, I mean about real come-ups. And I just graduated with my mass communications and journalism degree. So I took this thing pretty seriously. Um, to, awesome. to, yeah, thank you. To basically, you know, be the, the voice in the face that media kind of doesn't do anymore. I mean, we look at the news, right? And you look at the news and you're going to see the first five minutes, right? Is, is chaos. <laughs> it's death. <laughs> it's, it's, it's drama, right? And it's like, okay. And then maybe the last 30 seconds of the, the news clip, you're going to hear a highlight of something, somebody great, right? So, but it's not really about that in life. And this is why I wanted to do the show. I'm just like you, you talk to, you do a great job with highlighting people, but we are what is really needed right now because, again, um, I, and I've been covered on news. I've been highlighted nationally on MSNBC and, and places like that. But it's like, OK, we need news that are going to talk about everyday people that are going to highlight everyday people and know what's going on actually in our communities. And, you know, the big question folks will have, and I'm thinking of the 14-year-old right now, to say, you know what, I want to do it that way because I don't want to do it the old school way. And I don't want to have to rely on anybody else but my own efforts and my own talents. Mm -hmm. How do you monetize it? And it's a question people always ask me. So I'm so happy to ask you so you can tell them, you know, how you've been able to pursue when you need new mm -hmm. equipment. And, you know, just the monetization is a big part. So can you share the game on how that works for you? Well, basically, I just tell anyone, first of all, what is your intent? You know, you cannot go into most professions thinking about the money. Money does have to come. We have to eat. We have to survive. But the real lesson is going into it for the right reasons. Just like when people say, I want to be a teacher. You're not going into a teaching field for money. You're going into the teaching field because you want to provide education for someone. And that's just like what we do. You know, it's like I would tell the 14 year old who's inspiring or the 25 year old or the 44 year old. First of all, have intent, have good intentions. What are you trying to do for people? What are you trying to do for your community? And I was told this a couple of years ago. Someone's like, well, you're going to make money. And someone else told me this, the money will come. If you stay true to you, the money will come. Now, if you're looking to advertise, that's great because companies 
Unfortunately, small to mid-sized businesses, a lot of them can't afford the true advertising dollars. It costs a lot of money to do radio, costs a lot of money to do TV ads. So they look for people who are kind of in the middle. You have to have a following. So the first thing is you need to build your brand. Nobody's going to pay you if they don't know you. No one's going to pay you if you don't have a track record. And when I say 400 interviews, that's something that I put on my resumes. That's something that I do because if I'm paying you as a company, I want to know that you're going to be here tomorrow. I don't want to pay you for a month and you are skipping on interviews or you're, you're on social media. You have to have a consistency and a persistence in the game of marketing and media. So that's the first keynote is, is keys to, um, being, you know, prophesizing in this business is you have to make sure that you are consistent, you know, get a following, get people who have a name. So, because when they have a name and you are, they're on your show, guess what? Now you have more followers. And that was what I would tell people knowing the business, um, research what people get for marketing. You know, everyone, every company pays you differently. Um, right now, like I'm in a media affiliate for Children's Service Council of Palm Beach County. Now they're a government agency. So when you deal with government entities, you may not get paid as much as you do, you know, as someone private. But I've had companies who say, guess what? I want to sponsor your show tonight. They know I'm having someone big on the show. They're like, I want to sponsor your show. So you need to start doing sponsorship packages to say, okay, and I'm just throwing out money, a dollar sign here. Okay, so for tonight's show, because I'm going to have someone big, I'm going to charge $150. Now, with that $150, what is your client getting? First of all, you have to kind of say, well, you know, I get this many views and you show them your, your statistics on how many views you get. And very, views vary. And that's what I have to tell you. You have to be upfront with your client because every show is not going to get the same amount of views. It depends on who you have on the show, right? And am I going to mention your name two or three times during the show? I'll mention your name in the beginning. I'll mention your name in the middle and I'll mention your name at the end. Or would you like to be on the show at the end to talk about your product? So there are different ways that you can satisfy a client in what they call sponsorship dollars or advertising dollars. But it all depends on you. And another thing that I would definitely tell them is make sure you know who your audience is. That's what a lot of times we don't do. We get caught up into views. Okay, so when you're dramatic and you're cursing and you're doing things that, <laughs> right, that are not so um, family friendly, you may get more views than someone who is spinning positivity. Positivity is a hard sell. Positivity is a slow sell because quote unquote, it's boring, right? It's nothing great about positivity. That's again, we're talking about the news now, right? The first 30, 30 seconds of the news is drama. If it was, oh, today a dad rescued a kitten out of a tree. No, it would be the first dad killed all of his kids. You get what I'm saying? So, it, yeah. <laughs> right. So I, I had to have a self-talk with myself too, to say, you know what? Do I want to present a great brand that's going to have longevity or do I want to crash and burn? Do I want to be a, a overnight success? Because I could have been the person that talked about the baby daddy drama. I could have been the person that talked about the club fights. Yeah. 
But who would my audience be? Would I have senators on my show? Would I have, you know, up and coming celebrities on my show? Would I have influential people to call me and say, hey, I want to be on Kitty London's show? And the answer would be no. So going back to your question, because I know I said a lot. First, start with the intent. What are you trying to do? 14-year-old you, what I tell myself is, what are you trying to do? What are you trying to get out of this show? Because if your first answer is, I want to make a lot of money, eh, wrong business. Do something else. This is not going to happen. People will tell you, and I, and I talk to many journalists, it's one of those jobs where you got to have the passion for it first. I love it. I love that. And it's so true. You ain't never, ever, ever, ever lied. So, <laughs> and, and because the struggle is real. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's so worth it because it's part of the purpose. And, you know, out of that, mm-hmm. the, the, the pain of it, you know, you already know what's going to happen. Um, but, you know, you do positive content, stuff for the community. Has the community, and I mean, you know, even public access, you know, mm-hmm. reached out or have the, the community said, you know what, we need to fund this and this needs to be like a local staple that we keep. Have they seen the value in having somebody from the community give a, I say, unbiased opinion as much as you can be unbiased in things? Like, ha- have, have, you, have you been able to, you know, get that type of support? Well, I mean, as far as, yes, verbally and, you know, not so much monetarily, but verbally, yes, I've, I've had people, you know, say, hey, you know, we need you. This is you're doing great. We, we, we want we want to continue. Um, there have been talks about me doing more community talks and being a community voice. Those things are kind of still, you know, in the works. But like I said, you know, earlier too, when you're dealing with government and what I mean is the city, you know, the, 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 um, those type of things move slowly because it deals with budget. And if they met their budget for this year, now they have to look at next year. So it's one of those things where it has been talked about, uh, no check has been written yet, um, so to speak, as far as things like that. But they're definitely looking into it. I just was and I'm, I'm with the cable industry, too. Shout out to Comcast. I've been with them for almost 19 years. And um, I just got a highlight for Black History Month on my show for and that, you know, People of Power was of interest. And it's so funny because <laughs> you look back and you're like, I've been doing this show for like almost four years now, three years. Yeah, three years now. And you're just getting the notoriety. Like it's just getting to that level where people are like, hey. And that's why I say the intent, because if I got caught up early on who's not watching, who's not interested, who's not paying, who's not taking me seriously, who's not sharing, I would have quit almost two years ago. But is that fire in me? Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. It's that that fire. You keep keep going, keep preaching, because I want people to really hear it, because a lot of folks, I mean, majority of people do not have what you have. You are in a creative business because you have your show, but you also are, you know, an artist and a songwriter. Yes. So you're you're into things. And I want you to talk about, like, you know, even how you make that work, because 
you know, we have someone listening who says, I want to do all these things, but they're telling me have a backup plan. But Kitty, Mm -hmm. she makes it look so good on Instagram and on Facebook and on YouTube. So, you know, how have you made, you know, that work inside of your life of the the rich and fabulous? Okay. So one thing is I would say, you know, have several, several backup plans, Um, have several multiple streams of income. You know, do what you love, but work, if that makes sense. Um, People say, well, how do you do that? And I say, well, you know what? We're not all made the same. We're not all physically made the same, mentally made the same. But guess what? We do have an even playing field. We all have the same 24 hours, right? So God didn't give me 48 hours and give you 24, (laughs) right? We all have the same 24 hours. So what do you do with those 24 hours? You know, me being a mother of two boys, um, both recently graduating, I had to make sure that I was financially stable because, again, we talk about the financial aspect of it. Most dreams are not going to be funded. (laughs) Most dreams are not going to have a sponsor, especially right off the bat. You know, these are things that come. When I looked at uh, master classes and, and I tell people never stop learning, never stop learning, never stop learning. I don't care how great you feel that you are in your craft, never stop learning because someone is always better than you. I started to look at Shonda Rhimes and Issa Rae and Tyler Perry and I looked at their backstories and I tell people when you idolize people, know the history, don't meet them where they are. Get the backstory because then you'll understand the hustle and you'll understand the grind. You know, people that are in that status were once homeless. People who were in that status got told more no's than yeses. And they they now are at a place where people know them. But there were times when people didn't know their name, where they were nameless and now they're famous. And you have to keep doing something to keep you relevant. Now, in the world of production... I always rapped. I mean, rapped since I was, you know, <laughs> uh, 12 years old. And, you know, being a young mother, 18, I had to kind of do, well, do I want to be a rapper, leaving my son behind on the road, you know, maybe being with all these different men because it's a very male-dominated industry, especially back then. You know, you had men who were producers, who were decision makers. You know, I really didn't want to get pimped out. I'm being very transparent. So, you know, I stayed low key as far as that type of entertainment. But then I became a writer and I started writing, you know, for for artists, but it's really hard to find serious people. And that's one thing I've learned in South Florida. It's like a lot of people want it. They don't want to work for it. They want a handout. And that's what will separate you from the person that's actually going to physically make it. Because if you are not a person that's out there, you're going to be a spectator. And that's, and that's the name of the game. So I tell people to align things together. So I do makeup. I do production. I write. I, I do script. I, I do my own show. So if I ever sold myself or my brand to a bigger production company, there's a job that I can do. They may not hire me to be a makeup artist, but they may hire me to be a script writer. They may not hire me to be a script writer, They may hire me to do voiceovers or I act. So I make myself very marketable 
And that's why I tell people, you know, never dim your light to make others, someone else feel comfortable. If you do 20 things, tell everyone you do 20 things. I've had for so long people say, well, I thought you were just a makeup artist. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm so much more than that. So I had to think, am I selling myself short? Am I not telling people all the, the gifts that I've been given? So I, I, tell, I always have to tell people, it doesn't come off as bragging, but never sell yourself short. If you do 10 things, let the world know. I do 10 things because I promise you, everyone is not great at everything. But if you sell yourself, you'll never fall short on anything. You always have to have one thing coming. If you look at people like Jay-Z and, and, and Sean Combs and all those, they don't even have to rap anymore ever again. They made themselves so marketable. Why? With brands, with liquor, with fashion, with this. They knew that you have to make yourself multi-talented to have multiple streams of income. So this is all the things that I'm working on now where I'm planting the seeds in all these different areas and something definitely will grow. But right now, the production is me. So I just tell people, don't listen. When people say, are you doing that? And you doing that? And you doing that? You say, yes, 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 yes. You know, (laughs) doing it all. Do people ever get it confused that, you know, you working um, for Comcast, that you have it easy and that, you know, somehow they wrote you a big check to do all this media stuff? No, I mean, people know that it's it's separate lives, it's separate things. You know, I, I talk about my nine to five very little just because it's my nine to five does not define who I am. That's, that's, that's something I leave at, you know, when I get off, I leave that there. Um, so I'm a true believer of separating the job, depending on what you do. Um, the job is a stepping stone for me and it's a source of income to allow me to be able to freely do what I did. Now, if I didn't have my regular source of income, I probably would be more, I would say, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even call the word desperate, but I would be so eager and to give up because I would feel like I'm broke. My bills need to get paid. I need to do this. And I need to do that. And they say, step out on the faith. You know, people say that you hear that all the time. Step out on faith, step out on faith. But you have to be smart to that 14 year old. Or that 24-year-old, that 44-year-old, if you don't have income, how do you support yourself? You have to support in a a business is like a baby. No, a business is just like a baby. You're not gonna, your business is not going to start walking, right? (laughs) Your business is not gonna start making money right off the bat. And depends on what you do. Some people's business takes years to grow, years to develop. You have people who are inventors, like telehealth. I know people who've been doing that for like five years and now they're just booming with telehealth. But you talk to them and this is why I do my show because I really want to know, how long did it take you? Did your car ever get repo? Did you ever feel like giving up? I had people on my show who were millionaires and they said they lost everything twice. Like, wow, that's a bounce back story. They were broke. They were, they were homeless, but they never gave up. 
Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's part of it, you know, just persevering. And most people would, would give up. Now, you have given a lot to the community, but I have to ask my, my signature question of mm -hmm. what is your community give back that you are doing, which I see it as the whole show, or maybe there's something even in the future that you want to do. But, you know, give us the game because I, I know you have a, a big heart you know, for the community, just in the works that I've seen you do online? Well, the game for me, as I always said, is to highlight entrepreneurs, movers and shakers, CEOs, people who are doing amazing things. Now, do I plan to grow? Yes, I have things right now that I'm looking to do. Um, I have networks that are looking at me now. So, you know, some things, you know, you can't say you can't because you just you need to wait. But the whole goal is actually to get um, signed with the network and to get a bigger engine um, behind me. But just like I said before, you have to show your consistency. I mean, that that is the game. You have to sell yourself out there. You have to be. Um, unstoppable. Right now, the pandemic, it helped, you know, it helped a little bit because it actually gave us more of a global reach. Before, when I did my show, I would sit next to someone. That was my intimate interview. Now I can talk to someone who's in Afghanistan because of this thing that we're, we're on now, right? Thanks to Zoom and StreamYard. So you have a global reach now. And that's what will separate you from anyone else. When I tell people, you know, when people ask me, they're like, I want to start a show. I want to start a show. First thing I ask, well, what is your show going to be about? Because it has to be somewhat different from everyone else. You can have the will. You're not reinventing the will, but your will needs to have a different um, hubcap on it, right? Your will needs to have a different look to it. What, it, what is going to separate you from everyone else? And the community for me is giving me access, right? I have access to a lot of people now. I have access to people that I normally would have access to. Um, I, you know, I'm blessed to say that I have people in my phone who are network executives and I would not have had that if I did not have the show. And now that I have my press pass, that's coming up too. I'm going to have access to backstage. And that's another thing. You know, when you have, when you're a part of the media, you have an inside look and access to the world that people normally don't have. The key to it is what will you do with that access? Will you use it to help people or will you use it to hurt people? Because people trust you now. Would they trust my name? We'll talk about that a little bit about the press pass. I remember, you know, 15, 20 years ago, having my first press pass at an award show and really seeing the power of the press pass. But now yes. that everybody is considered media, I'm like, you know, I mean, everybody <laughs> has a press pass, even if they have a phone, that's your press pass. So is this an official, like through the city, have they almost like they've knighted you like here, you have this uh, universal press pass. Kitty, you can go wherever you want. Like um, the key to the city, like the key, like to, the the key city. to the city. Yes, ma'am. Well, first of all, well, the first of all, like you said, the press pass is just something that um, you, you flash in front of people. Right. But you also have to have those relationships and you have you also have to um, 
have your credentials, so to speak. You know, first of all, my thing is this. Who are you when they Google you? I don't think a lot of people realize how powerful Google is. Um, if you are a person and you're in the media or you're you're whatever you say you are. If you are not, I would say Googleable. I don't think that's even a word, but I'll, I'll make it a word. No, today. it is. It is. Oh. Go ahead. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. <laughs> when you say your name, first thing most people do when they hear about a person is now use that thing called Google. Well, let me Google her. Let me Google him. Hmm. Okay. So they don't come up on Google. Oh, Okay. Well, who are they? Well, let me go to their their social media page. Let me go to their sites. And that's that's another thing, too, that when I learned in mass communications and journalism school is your handles are so important. Your handles and people like your handles, your, your Instagram, your Twitter, your Facebook, your LinkedIn, all of that should be a blueprint of your brand. And a lot of people don't do that. They'll say, well, you know, I'm not on Instagram or I'm not on this. Man, your Instagram, your, your LinkedIn, your Facebook and your Twitter all need to be aligned with who you are. So no matter what handle a person uses, because everybody's not a Facebook person, but can they find you on Instagram? OK, I don't use Instagram, but I'm only are you on LinkedIn? Like you can't be considered a serious individual unless you're on all four. And it's sad, but that's how people label you. That's how they find you, right? So when you Google Kitty London, it comes up as musical artists. And I'm not mad at that. I mean, am I more than that? Yes, but I'm not mad at that because that at least shows or solidifies what I do. And then it comes up with my YouTube. It comes up with my music that I have on all digital platforms. So that at least helps me. So going back to the past, if I was ever questioned and normally with anything that I do, I would never assume I'm in anywhere. You know, I make calls. I, I find out who the decision maker is. Right. I let them know I'm coming. So guess what? When the gatekeeper sees me and I flash whatever I flash. Well, I mean, I didn't have it before. I'm Kitty London hosting Create Other People Power Show. I am here to do media or I'm Kitty London music artist. Google me. Yeah, I love it. I, and I you had. You have to, and it does, it sounds arrogant, but it's not. It's Google me. If you want to find out who I am, Google me. If I want to find out who you are and I can't Google you, I'm telling you red flags coming up because you can't be all of this and not be on Google and Google say nothing about you unless you're living another life or another name. I'm just yeah. saying. And so, you know, what you're describing, I don't know if you've ever seen the show Black Mirror on netflix but season mm, three, no season go three ahead. episode one those of you who know and it shows like you can't even go to work unless you have a certain <laughs> amount of rating online and um I, I would just say watch at least that episode of black mirror because we're living in that and we don't mm -hmm. even know it it shows where we're going could you imagine not being able to go to the grocery store because you're not a you're a karen or a kevin rating <laughs> <laughs> you know, and you're pretty much living in the um, the slums after you get a certain rating. But that's where we are, at least in this country. And, you know, you know, speaking of this country.
country and you were talking about even Afghanistan. Um, mm-hmm. I just want to know, without telling all your business, your connection to Africa, maybe even Kenya. Uhaligani to all my Kenyans out there. But, you know, well, that's have- just my government. Listen, my government, that's my government name is Kenya. So I've never been to Africa. But I- ironically, I have a group and it's on Facebook and it's called Black Girl Trending. I actually am getting more members now because at one time it was getting out of control. We have like over 18,000 members, but we have a lot of global women. And I started that group because I wanted a safe place for women to trend. Um, A lot of people, and, and they probably can testify and say hallelujah, amen to this. Unfortunately, when you're an up and coming business and you share it with your friends and family. They're the least to support you. And when you look at things that you look at that you're like, you know, no one's sharing my content, you know, I'm putting, I'm selling shirts or I'm starting my show. Like I've had people that I know personally who, you know, they wanted to be on the show and I look on the page and never shared my show. I'm like, really? How does that work? (laughs) Like, I mean, how do you, how do you benefit from a platform that you don't even support? Like, how does that work? But you have people who, who are like that. They, they see the value. They know the value. I've had, you know, I, I can't, I, and I need to really keep this as like an archive. I've had so many people say, being on your show, I've been blessed. I've been blessed by being on your show. I've had people call me, they saw me on your show, or this is how they saw me on your show. And it's really amazing how many people watch you. Another thing, and I, I'm going to get back to my point, but I, while I'm thinking about this, I want to tell people this because numbers lie. We've been told so many times that numbers don't lie. Numbers lie. Do not get caught up in your numbers. Do not get caught up in your view count. One thing you have no control over it. This thing that we're on right now, if it crashes, if it freezes, we have no control. Okay, there's been some things happening right now in social media that I, I, I still don't know really what's going on. I, I, I think I have a clue, but I, I believe that a lot of lives are being suppressed. The views are being suppressed. I think they may be going through some type of quality assurance because, you know, there's so many crazy things on social media, right? That they're kind of trying to censor something. So I think because it's a lot of people and I talk to many people that they're like, my view account went down. My view, And I, I experienced it one time. And I was like, what in the world? I, I, I interviewed the mayor and it was like two weeks went by and we were at six views. And I know that was a lie. Because we had 10 shares. So I know that was a lie. You, that's mathematically, that's not even correct. So I knew it was a lie. So I said, something's going on on this app. And I had to reshare it. And then we went up to 1400. But I tell, this is, this is my story is why I tell people, we get so caught up on numbers. And let me tell you, people buy followers. I didn't even know that. I didn't know that existed. That people buy followers, <laughs> people buy views, right? And people buy likes. So we're competing and we are basically beating ourselves down and we're competing with fraud. And this is what goes back to do not get discouraged. And that's why I tell you the intent, because it's not about how many people are watching you. It's about who's watching you. Because, again, you could have 20 people watch you and 10 of those people could be network executives and change your life. You could have 5000 people watch you. And 4,800 of those people are not even from your country. 
can't do anything for you. So I I wanted to tell people that because that's the big, that's why people give up because we, we've been told so, so long that, oh, popular people, oh my God, they got 5,000 views and I got 500. So they're better than me. And we start to believe that. And that's the enemy telling us to quit. Go, don't go on. And I want to tell people who are l- listening to this and who will listen to them in the future. I don't care if you have two viewers watching you. You have two more people than, than, than you had when you joined, right? You don't know what you're doing in that person's life or how you're changing or impacting that person's life. You don't know who that person knows to help impact your life. So do not give up on... The, the viewership and I don't like to get religious because I know everyone's not religious but I always use I always use this as a, a thing I said Jesus only had 12 followers and look how much impact he made on the world yeah, you, you better <laughs> preach uh, no, we can't worry about what everybody else every, every knee shall bow so, so you, do, you do you and, and and nobody can suppress that but also even like mm-hmm. on your your Instagram and all of what you're saying I'm a consultant mm-hmm. I'm a PR guy I, okay, I handle counts. I, I get it. And everything you're saying is correct. And, you know, people can be shadow banned for various reasons. But even on your Instagram, you know, you're a fashion over. You have it's like, you know, your outfits are just beautiful. And I'm an ambassador then- for Chic and Curvy. One time for them. And I'm an ambassador for Chic and Curvy. Um, they're located in California. <laughs> yeah, but even with that, like if you're if you're worried about your Instagram compared to someone else, you know, you're fully clothed in yours, where if you were to be <laughs> half naked, you know, it would have a thousand uh, likes in 10 seconds because mm-hmm, people mm-hmm. are so lonely, so thirsty, so desperate just to, you know, um, you see know flesh. <laughs> Can I spit some game, some more game? Because we're on a game yeah, show. Let me just spit some more game real quick. Okay. So for so I. By nature, I'm not a salesperson, if that makes sense. Like, you know, if people uh, have tried to get me. It's like, oh, you you know, a lot of people, you know, a lot of people, you'll be great at this, you know, this pyramid sale, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm not, no, I'm not doing it. And I know a lot of people who will say, you know, I'm not into sales. I don't sell well. Truth be told, we all sell well. But we sell what we like. Like when we, let's say we go to Dunkin' Donuts and we, you know, we put on there, oh my God, this coffee is awesome. This is um, mochiato, whatever you want to call it, from Starbucks. We just sold that cup because someone else is saying, oh, wow, that cup. Let me go. Let me go get that cup of coffee. Like it looks so good. Or that lipstick shade that we share as women. Right. We're, we're, we're like beauty ambassadors and really don't know it. I learned a long time ago that we give companies free advertisement and we don't benefit from it at all. So now companies are kind of into this whole thing where, you know, wear my brand, hashtag us, blah, 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 because it really is free advertisement. So when I started about a year ago, I started wearing um, these clothes from Chic and Curvy. And every now and then I wanted to do like a photo shoot and I would send them a picture. I would send them a picture. I would send them a picture. And I was so blessed to after, and it took about a year for me to develop a relationship with them. And I think also to going back to that C word, consistency, people look for consistency. Is she always wearing our clothes? Is she always looking good? Is she always sharing with us? And then they offered me a brand ambassador position. 
where I get clothes and I take pictures and, and things like that. And I was like, oh my God, like that was like a dream for me. It's like, all I got to do is take pictures of the clothes. And I, you know, I get, and I will never forget them. Like everything I do, I'm in Cheek and Curvy. You know, even when I buy clothes, like, of course I get a discount, but I tell people how many times have we, have we done that? Where we would, you know, be a part of a brand and we get nothing from it. So if you're out there and you notice that you're always pushing a brand, make sure that brand knows who you are. You know, I know people say, you know, hashtag the brand Twitter. You know, they get so many. Try to go on the about me section or contact us section on their websites and let them know that you're truly an interested person in being an ambassador because it may not be, you know, a, a full paying job. But you may get perks and benefits from that company. You may get free stuff. You may get discounted items. But you were already buying their stuff and you were already taking pictures. I'm still waiting on Colgate to contact me, honey. I'm, listen, I'm, I'm pushing that at Colgate because I use Colgate all the time and I love their product. <laughs> and, and we can tell. And right. We can tell. We smile. That's so, my, yeah. but, but I just, that's just, that's a game. That's, that's, that's like a key nugget. Like you, you know, the worst thing you'll get is a no. Or the worst thing you get is no response. But try because you'll be amazed how many people now benefit from these companies being ambassadors. I'm a Steve Madden ambassador. You know, I got to buy, I got to get more Steve Madden stuff, but they have an ambassador program. So let's say I buy some shoes from them at a discount because they give you a discount when you're ambassador. And I get my own special code and I put it on my site. If anyone buys, I get a commission. But that's just. Not like that stuff is out there and we are like doing all these commercials for these companies and they know they don't even know our names. So I tell anyone out there, if you if you have a brand that you love, especially women, we are true sellers for fashion. We buy hair, we buy makeup, we buy lashes, we buy this, we buy that. And we post everything on the gram, like you said, you know, half naked, right? <laughs> but we post everything, <laughs> we post everything on the gram. And guess what? Those companies are benefiting from us, honey, and they're getting our money and they are just loving you and you are not getting anything back from them. So reach out. And, and that's, be amazed. that's that's real game. And you guys, I, I, I don't want to give you a game overload because you, you're going to see more of Kitty. We're going to do some more stuff. She's, I know she's going to be out. This is going to be the summer where everybody is running out to say, we're free, we're free. And, you know, I can't wait to meet you in person. But if you could leave the people with any other game or even just how to connect with you, please do. Okay. Well, yes, my, all my handles are Kitty London, K-I-T-T-Y-L-U-N-D-A-N. I promise you, I promise you, I promise you. Um, and I didn't want to deny this interview and this is why I did it, but I promise you, I promise you, I promise you, I have some up and coming things that are coming up. Um, we have some short films I'm working in. I'm actually in a short film right now called Why Me? That's coming out soon. I'll have more information. Um, I'm working on uh, two shows that I'm pitching because I do have a production company. So that's in the works right now. We have some uh, news coverage that we're going to have. And that's actually in the next week because uh, my sons and I graduated and they're following up with the story we did last year that went global. It did went global because I always say national, but I forget that it, my song actually did 
uh, reach global uh, masses, Jerusalem, NBC and Jerusalem reached out to me on it. It was crazy awesome. for Black Lives Matter. Um, but yeah, so I have, and, and I'm always telling people, like I, I throw hints, but that's a part of the game too. You know, speak about it when the, when the, ink, is, when the ink is dry on any deal because, you know, things, especially in promotion and media and production, Things can go left real quick, right? You, you were like, oh, I got the deal. I got this. And then wah, wah, all of a sudden. So I, you know, I wish I could say more, but some things are happening. So I definitely want to do a follow-up with you. And again, I want to have you on my show too. Um, we'll, we'll plan some time in July and hopefully by then some things will be out the bag and then we could discuss that as well. But I do want to focus on you as my guest, like you did me, but I appreciate the time that you've given me this morning. And I hope I, I, I drop some nuggets. But again, when it comes to making money, that's an individual thing. Like everyone is not going to make the same money. But I just say, keep the intent. Keep pushing. Don't, don't fold. You know, don't get discouraged. I know it's hard out there right now. Things are going to get easier. It's opening up. But make sure people know you and be true to your brand. Um, don't be one thing on Instagram and then another on LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> you're laughing because you know already being PR you already know those those are like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde those are like two different lives there and I tell people all the time you think these people know, once they get that government name honey they find out who you are and they're like wait a minute this this the same person you can't do that because companies do google you now and if you're going to be an ambassador for them uh they know they're going to find you and who you are and be googleable make sure your presence is on google because it's very important it really is. But that's it. Hi, guys. I'm Kai Gabiam from the Diaspora Channel, a lover of Africa. If you love Africa as well, and you would love to visit one day or to relocate to Africa, there is a course out there for you. And this course is my first trip to Africa, a course well put together by a seasoned traveler, Kellen Cash Coleman. This course is designed to prepare you to travel better, which will save you both time and money. And the great news is this course costs only $20, guys. It can't get any better. Go right now and enroll to this course at www diversifygame.com Don't miss out. Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversify Game Podcast with Kellen, the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits, be sure to visit DiversifyGame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.